0: Hey guys, welcome to the Pursuit of Service podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Wright. Get in touch with me. You can find me on social media, on Instagram at Pursuit of Service Podcast, or visit my website, PursuitofService.com. Uh, as we talked about last time, um, you heard Matt and I talk a little bit about my background um, and my history. Well, today I'm gonna talk about a very significant part of my life, and that's my wonderful daughter, Caitlin. So you're going to hear a segment that we did sharing our testimony and our story um, at our church, Piedmont Church. So that's what will follow this. And we'll talk about kind of our journey, what we've learned, um, how we've really placed our faith and reliance on the Lord through the challenges of having a special needs child. Um, And really the focus is on community and how being with people Um, is really such a blessing and anybody facing any circumstance should really band together in community because community is just so valuable Um, so I hope you guys like it um, and let me know what you think I'm Jeff Wright
1: I'm Laura Wright
0: should we redo that one?
1: I said you got this right and then you look at me and talk (laughs) All right. All right.
0: We met through a mutual friend while I was in the Army. um, And we dated kind of on and off while I deployed. Um, Our claim to fame story is that while I was at Ranger School, she dumped me in a letter.
1: So what we have to tell people though is the letter you sent me first. We don't
0: have to tell people that. We
1: do have to tell people that. I get a postcard from him and he's like, oh, you know, I'm just kind of wondering where we stand. It's least of my concerns really.
0: Well, I mean, what I, the I was say. at ranger school, so I had three concerns, food, sleep, and Lara. So she made the list. <laughs> I had to survive. We were married for kind of the end of my time in the, in the military and when I left the army, Um, We moved to the D.C. area so I could pursue um, a career in business and go to business school. Um, And it was there that Caitlin was born in Virginia um, about a year before we moved uh, back down here.
1: I had a typical normal pregnancy, full term, went into labor on my own. Um, The labor ended up being kind of long and difficult. And um, shortly after she was born, she had a little bit of breathing trouble, and then it was what a few hours later, I guess. Yeah. It's um, been she started hours. to have seizures um, there at the hospital, um, and she ultimately ended up being transferred to a children's hospital that night um, there in DC, and that started what turned out to be a long 16-day NICU stay.
0: It was the day that she was born that she was transferred to hospitals. Um, Because it was so difficult of a labor for Laura, she had to stay at that hospital. They weren't going to release her that day. So the first night of Caitlin's life, we were staying somewhere else than her. So that was incredibly difficult. Um, I think one of the most heartbreaking parts was when we left the hospital without our new baby. because I think as a new parent you think of the moment when you're in the wheelchair and you kinda, you're kind of you carrying your baby and you roll out. Um, well, I had to push Laura out of the hospital without, the, without um, our new baby, so that was really difficult. On her second day of um, life, second or third day of life, um, she had an MRI done to kind of see the extent of the brain damage um, from the birth process. Um, and I remember we, we had the test one day and we were gonna find the results the next day. I remember praying on James 5, 15 um, and just praying for healing. Um, that night, because she had that test that day, all we could do was rely on the Lord. And we knew that the next day we were gonna find out the extent of the brain injuries. Um, so just praying on God's Word Praying to God on his own word um, is really all we could do. Um, when we got the results, um, we learned that, he confirmed that there was brain injury and we were actually told at the time that with a year or so of therapy, Kalen would live kind of a functional life. Um, so we knew from the beginning that there was brain injuries and that there'd be kind of issues. And I just remember rejoicing so much on the prayers that we had prayed the night before because we acknowledge that it is so much worse for a lot of people. We recognize that people lose their babies at birth and some people leave the hospital without their baby ever, you know, so, you know, some people go through this and their child is, you know, completely immobile. And so we recognize that, that it is a lot worse for a lot of people. And so we rejoice with um, an optimistic test result. Um, About six months later, she received the official diagnosis of cerebral palsy, um, which is a condition that affects motor movement, uh, usually as a result of a brain injury. Um, So it's her motor function that's affected. And so she's been in therapy her whole life, physical therapy, occupational therapy, since she was five, six months old. Her condition is actually a lot worse than we expected early on. Like I mentioned, when they talked about, oh, she'll have a functional life after a year or two of therapy, the older that she gets, the more apparent, you know, her, her problems become or her disabilities become.
1: Yeah, I mean, we were basically told after a year or so of therapy that she'd be functional. And, you know, Caitlin, um, she's in a power wheelchair, so she's not able to walk on her own. Um, she's able to with the use of a gait trainer. Um, which is kind of like a little walking device, so that's great. Um, but she's nonverbal. Um, she uses a communication device that she's able to communicate a good bit with. Um, we're still working on getting her proficient in that, um, and she, you know, she requires help with all activities of daily living. So, you know, you're told with the year of therapy, she's going to be fully functional to where we are now. You know, that's a big gap. So it's definitely been a process and a learning process, and having to rely on the Lord a lot to get through it. So, Caitlin is a sweet little firecracker. She is feisty. She does not let the fact that she is in a wheelchair or can't speak the way we speak stop her from anything. Even when she was in the NICU, she was trying to pull her feeding tube out, like, almost every day, like, as this baby. So she has been feisty since birth, and she... She'll let you know what she wants. She figures out a way to let you know. She'll let you know when she doesn't like something. She's bossy. (laughs) She is bossy, we always joke about it. We we tell her all the time, Caitlin, don't be bossy. Um, But it's a good thing, like, that has served her well because it's made her a hard worker. She's determined, you know, she's, like we said, she's been in therapy for so long and, you know, she pushes through and she works hard and so she's, A Sweet little determined girl. I mean, you know, she's just like any other kid her age. She likes to play outside She likes to you know, do arts and crafts and play with bubbles and she's
0: got a great sense of humor She she tells jokes on her device knock-knock jokes and stuff. She's she loves jokes. So she's funny (laughs) Some of the other things that we've learned are um, true compassion and empathy really the ability to think about life from someone else's perspective i mean at the end of the day we you know it's easy to think about how hard it is for us but we're constantly reminded and we remind ourselves if it's hard for us how hard is it for caitlin who can't communicate that really kind of resets us Um, one lesson that we've really embraced is complete reliance on the lord we can't fix things um and to rely on God as our rock um, is really all we can do and it's enough.
1: Yeah, it is. I think we do have to think about the fact that marriages where they have children with special needs they do have a higher divorce rate and that's something we talk about and we remind ourselves of and even though it sometimes feels selfish we do prioritize date night and we're blessed that we have an amazing family nearby and an amazing family babysitter who we trust so that we can get that time away and we always try and remind ourselves what a blessing that is because we know not all families that do have children with special needs have that blessing and it, it can be hard sometimes you know you sometimes are faced with things that are new you know when you have a child with special needs and sometimes we disagree on how to handle things and you know there are those stresses but we just have to, you know, remember that we're on the same team. Is what you always say.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I think one of the things that we've learned to really value the most is community. Um, parenting is hard enough on its own, and then and to be in a unique situation like this, it's very easily, it's very easy to feel isolated and alone. Um, I think anybody that faces any struggle in their life it's very easy to feel like no one can relate, and and to just. Feel completely alone um, and so the value of community and being involved with other families you know especially being involved in church and the way the church has uh, has rallied around us in our community and our Sunday school class have just blessed us so much
1: um, we have such a great group of friends here at church like the people that we see on Sunday they're the people that we truly do life with and our friends children are Caitlin's friends and we're just so blessed to have this church and I just I was thinking the other day I was like okay what are all the things that the church has done for us and it was just so easy for me to write down this whole long list
0: Uh, you know if we need something our friends here at the church will do it for us and we know that because we've done that and asked for help to being welcoming and accommodating, and you know, all of that and respectful for Caitlin to be completely involved with everything, um, you know, whether it's Summer Extreme or the kids' ministry, um, just so supportive and helpful. So, what I would say is that I, I hope to encourage people, whether they're in similar challenging situations or other challenging situations to make the effort to get involved in the community. People want to help and it's difficult to ask for help, but I know there are other people in the church that have special needs children. Get involved, you know, reach out to us, reach out to people in the church. Um, We don't have all the answers, um, but what remains is faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love. And that's what we've chosen to live by and live through Kaelin.
1: We're Jeff and Laura Wright, and this is our Piedmont story.
2: And now, would you welcome this morning, Jeff and Laura, come on up. We're so glad that you're here this morning. Jeff, uh, one of the things about you is that... um, you had a career in the military, and uh, you attended one of our service academies. Is that right?
0: No, I didn't, I didn't go to West Point. My dad went to West Point.
2: Your dad I, went yeah. to West Point. But you got a family history uh, of people serving in the military. And Correct. so I just wanted to thank you on the behalf of this church and to thank all of our veterans this morning for your service. So thank you very, very much. The honor is mine. Thank you. Well, we've talked about this uh, earlier in the first service this morning. We talked about some of the things, and we'll go some different directions uh, in, in this particular service. We can go a, a little longer and talk about some of the things that have sustained you. And um, I read the verse from 2 Corinthians chapter 12, where Paul said, My grace is sufficient for you, for power is perfected in weakness. And I've watched God give you the sustaining grace. There's actually kind of a little theological term around sustaining grace and and what, what does that really mean. And sustaining grace is when God gives you the ability to keep going in spite of all the things that you might be seeing, all the adversities that you might be going through. And that's why Paul said, you know what, I'm content with the weak spots that I have in my life. And he meant that not that he was weak necessarily, but he was put into a weakened situation where he had to rely on a lot of other people because he said, I've had to deal with insults. I've had to deal with distresses, with persecution, with difficulties. And he said, I did those all for Christ's sake because I realized that when I am weak, that he is strong. And I would just imagine with the enormity of what you face and the uh, the fact that it goes on every day, it goes on 24 hours a day. I would just think there's some times that, from a physical standpoint and even an emotional standpoint, that you've got to just feel weak at times. And then God's power is made manifest to you. How does, you talked about, you know, that you hold on to Him. How does that power show up? And how does God's strength connect when sometimes maybe you're feeling weak and you're feeling tired and you're feeling a little worn down?
0: Well, I think a lot of it has to do with that perspective because, you know, we we do face this every day and and there's challenges every day and every day is not easy and we don't have it figured out. But um, having that perspective, like I mentioned in the video, how much worse it could be Mm -hmm. um, when we think about the blessings that we enjoy you know, because of the circumstances and because of Caitlin, and really, all we can do is is choose that reliance on the Lord, choose that grace, and choose joy each and every day with Caitlin.
2: well evidently, you are doing a really good job. What i observed is i 've now watched the video two times, uh three times scouting back in the green room this morning. Um, I think what would shock people was how much the two of you were smiling the whole time. Other than the fact that you bickered in the very beginning of the video and uh, you, you aired everything, uh, broke up in a letter. Man, golly! So we've got a counseling certificate uh, that we're going to be we're going to be giving to the rights to help them along the way. But um, you know, there was so much smiles and. You could tell it wasn't forced, as you were talking about, hey, here's where we find ourselves. But in spite of where we find ourselves, we find a great deal of joy. Because um, if you ask uh, a vast majority of people, what is it that you're really looking for in life? What, what is it that you want? They'll tell you, I want to be happy. I want to be happy. But there's a vast difference between being happy and having joy. Uh, Joy is something truly that is biblical, whereas the happiness is just based on the happenstance. Uh, You know, the different circumstances that are going on. It's an ebb and a flow. It's a back and forth. But you guys have chosen something much deeper. You've chosen joy. How do you activate that joy? How how do you do that?
0: Well, I think it's knowing first and foremost, that, that God is with us. And if we know that, then we can really appreciate the moment. And Caitlin brings us so much joy. It's easy to talk about the challenges, but she brings us so much joy and, and so much fun and so much pleasure and her along with Jacob that we can really embrace and seek because we're kind of given that perspective.
1: Yeah. And I think for me, you know, it is a 24-7 job and there are challenges every day and, you know, those don't go away. You know, some days are overwhelming with doctor's appointments, therapy appointments, the to-do list we can never get to. But for me, it's a mindset thing and reminding myself of the goodness of God and the promises he has for us. Because if I don't start my day thinking about those things, I just look at my to-do list and I'll just be so overwhelmed and then I'll have a bad day. And that's not a way to live. You know, many days we have are stressful. So I have to choose to see the goodness of God and choose that joy every day.
2: How do you keep the joy up for Caitlin as a mom? What are, what are some of the things that you guys in, enjoy doing that brings her joy?
1: Uh, she has an adaptive bike that she loves to ride. We have recently discovered a really awesome park that has like adaptive swings and she's able to go on those and go on her walker and go up the park. She loves being outside, so we've really been trying to get her outside a lot more and just let her be active and be a normal kid.
2: And she loves knock-knock jokes, yes. so I'm going to have to find a book on knock-knock jokes <laughs> yes. to, to be able to, to give to her. Uh, you both uh, handle this uh, remarkably well, and um, you're an inspiration to a lot of our couples that know you, and, and I'm sure that goes well, well beyond Piedmont. Um, those couples, Jeff, you've, you've really taken uh, an active role in being uh, one of our spiritual leaders here in the life of the church. And recently, uh, you were asked and accepted, and the church voted on uh, Jeff to become uh, one of our elders uh, here at Pima. And you can obviously tell being an elder has nothing to do with gray hair or looking like I do, which is shocking. I'm only 38. And uh, th- this is what low living will do to you right here, buddy. But uh, you uh, you helped to, to lead a men's Bible study that you guys meet in. And you're, uh, you have a small group, meets on Sunday morning. You were over there trying to kickstart that while running back over here this morning. And God has put you in this unique position. And uh, when I think about you, and when I was writing about y'all, Uh, being on this morning without saying who you were, I talked about that sometimes that we're put into a crucible. And in that crucible, that, that there are things that take place and that the goal, I believe, that God has is for us to emerge from that crucible that we've been placed in and that we're going to be able to help other people that we're going to be able to encourage other people along the way. Uh, The way that Job said it about his life, he said, look, uh, when I come out of the furnace of all of this that I'm going through, he said, I want to come forth pure than gold. What are some of the golden things that you want to be able to do to be able to help other people? I, I know we talked briefly this morning about you know, what this church wants to be able to do in the future and going forward and what Aaron and Karen Collier are so committed to, talk to me a little bit about the goal that you've extracted.
0: Well, one of the greatest lessons I've learned, like I mentioned in the video, is that, that feeling of empathy and really just serving others. Um, as a parent, we care for our kids, but add the layer of serving, how, how can I provide for my my children in a way that is selfless completely. And I think that applies to all walks of life and how can I encourage and just help and just serve others to, to the full extent. Um, so that's really what's, really what's grown in me. I, I think God uses all things for good and, sure. and the growth that I've experienced that I would not have otherwise um, has really fueled a lot of that. So for me it's really about how can I serve how can I serve? How can I give back? How can I serve in the church, in my community, um, with friends, with strangers, with whoever? What can I do to help outwardly? Um, In terms of what the church has done for us, they've really lived that out in a number of ways. Um, Everything from rallying around us in prayer um, to being there for us when we've needed it. Um, There was a time that our our Sunday school class all chipped in and, and Helped out financially for us to fly out to Texas where we see a doctor a couple times a year. And we'd been driving, you know, the 12, 13, 14, 15 hours or whatever it was, just because three plane tickets is expensive. So, on their own accord, they've done that. Um, one of the most impactful things is the inclusion, the acceptance, making sure that Caitlin is fully welcomed and participa- participates in Summer Extreme. Um, in in the kids' ministry, our friends, including her, you know, in their parties, and you saw the picture of that, and being invited. Those, those acts of service towards us have really been tremendous to get us through.
1: Yeah, and I think, like we mentioned in the video, we really are great friends with the many of the people that we see on Sunday here, you know, like my best friends are women from this church, actually just got back from a girls' spa weekend yesterday with a bunch of them, you know, we got to get away and… Well,
2: we're going on the men's spa weekend (laughs) any day. Right after the service. (laughs) So, so we just thought it'd be a fun thing to do. But those friendships help to sustain you. See, I think that's a part of what God's sustaining grace is, is that when you get involved in a church and you develop relationships based around core values that that everyone, you know, pretty much agrees on… I think that there's that strength of those friendships can just, you know, keep you going. Uh, Abigail, when uh, she talked about it's okay not to be okay, she talked about it in one very dark point in her life. She said, when I couldn't hold my hope, it was this church that held her hope. And man, I can just tell you from a pastor's perspective and a father's perspective, uh, that blessed me. That blessed me to to think that there's times that we have so much that we're trying to deal with that there's other people who can help to alleviate that. Uh, And sometimes it can be very practical things. It can be uh, helping to buy plane tickets. It it can be bringing over meals. It it can be, you know, a gas card. There's so many different things that we can do Uh, to be able to help other people. And I think that also helps us with our joy when we know that, okay, we we may be in this thing and it's a long haul, but at the same time, we've got some tremendous friends that rally around us and they're there for us. And so I, I think it's just wonderful. Now, one of the things that we've been talking about along with Aaron is that we want to enhance what we do. Uh, when it comes to special needs in our church. Now, for most of you, you would say, well, yeah, that makes sense that we should. But the actual truth is that there uh, are some people who have chosen to not try to adapt to be able to help families with special needs, especially uh, children with autism. And there are some places, and I'm not being critical, I'm just telling you uh, what I just got through reading an article on last week, was that some churches have decided they cannot accommodate people who have children with special needs, and so those families are being dissuaded from being a part of that church. And that kind of blew my mind, because I'm thinking, I think that's why we're here, I think it's a part of what we're trying to do uh, is to be able to support one another. The Bible uses that term all the time, one another, one another, love one another, care for one another, lift one another up. And so your small group has helped to lift you guys up in some great ways. And going forward, one of the things that we're going to be doing is we're going to be raising the money for. And, you know, you might be here and be involved with a company or a civic organization, and you're looking for a really great project. Well, one of the things that we want to do is we want to be able to build a room from sensory perception model that is geared toward children with those kinds of special needs. It may also mean that we're gonna need more buddies, more friends that will link up with those children, that develop that relationship, and and them for a few moments to be able to give you some time away from everything that that entails of your life that's, you know, 24 hours a day. And so we're real excited about that. Aaron is committed to it. And after the service this morning, uh, I had a teacher come up to me and I won't say uh, which school she's in, but she said, this is something that I've been trying to get my school to do and the money has just not been there. And so I I told her, I said, "Uh, why don't you send me that information? And if you can get it approved, when we're doing our room, we'll try to find a way to be able to help with that room at that school. Because everything that we do in here, we want to be able to do out there and we want to be able to touch people. And I just know it's who Pima is. And uh, so again, maybe you've got a company, maybe you've got an organization that's looking for a project. This is something that I'll be glad to help link you up with, and I think it could just be so worthwhile. So you guys also had something interesting happen because you had a nanny that came along by the name of Sarah, and uh, Sarah has become much more than a nanny to you guys, and Piemont has intersected her life. Tell me about that. Yeah,
0: she, uh, uh, this is one of those things that I I think Caitlin has really impacted um, a lot of people already, and just just the reach and the influence that she's had has been tremendous. And Sarah has been a wonderful blessing to us, helping us around the house and watching Caitlin and helping with Caitlin. And she's since become fully involved in the church. She's now Mm -hmm. in the um, college ministry. She volunteers here. She's basically the nanny for our whole Sunday school class. I don't think there's a single child in that class she hasn't watched too, but she's been uh, tremendous for us.
2: Well, I, I think it's amazing how God has taken that situation and um, that He has touched so many people, uh, throughout this church. You know, Caitlin's kind of like the church's child, you know? And, uh, and people love her and love to be able to interact with her. Um, as we move forward, and as you move forward, what are the things other than prayer? If we were trying to help a family, and I, I want you to kind of speak out there into that camera, Jeff, because I know there's people that are watching, and there's going to be people that watch you too, And they're gonna pick up the phone and they're gonna call a friend. And they're gonna say, you need to go to this website, you need to go to Vimeo, you need to go to Facebook, you need to see the, the interview that took place on the My Piedmont Story with you guys. So I just want you to speak into that camera and offer some encouragement to a family that may have just found themselves in this situation or maybe they've been at it even longer than you guys. What's some words of encouragement you would give them?
0: Well, I would say that we are not meant to go through this life alone. Um, So make the effort. We've experienced firsthand that uh, the people here and people in general want to help, and they want to rally around you. And sometimes we as people don't know what to do to help or how to help, but that's, that's not even what matters. What matters is make an effort to get... To get into a group, get into a community, be around other people because no matter what the struggle, there's no reason to go through it alone. And you will find quickly if you put yourself in the position to participate and be with people that they love you and they will love you and, and they'll rally around you and they'll help you and whether it's you're trying to figure out, you know, something medical or Otherwise, you're, you don't have all the answers on your own. We don't have all the answers on our own. I mean, we'll we never have all the answers on our own, but the more people that can be around us, um, the more that we can all help each other um, and, and reciprocate that too.
2: Thank you so much for sharing your story with us today and helping us to walk from the dark to the light, knowing that It's okay not to always know exactly what the other end holds, but that you do it day by day and that God's grace really is something that every day, as Corey Timboom said, is something that we get in the moment that we really need. So this is Jeff and Laura Wright, and this is their Piedmont story. And I know you've been blessed by it this morning. Thanks for having us. Thank you.
0: So that's a little bit of our story. So in closing, I just want to highlight and, and reemphasize some of the lessons that we've learned through this journey. And hopefully this can apply to you, um, no matter who you are or where you are, because I think a lot of these lessons apply beyond parenting or beyond the family setting, but kind of a- across relationships um, all through life. So first is empathy and compassion, to really think about someone else's perspective, think selflessly and put yourself in the other person's shoes thinking of them first will really build a bond and a relationship next is community just the value of being with people we're meant to be in community and build relationships with each other and that's going to help you build a business it's going to help you build a family it's going to help you build a network it's going to help you build friendships and it's going to really help you get through some of the tough times Um, when you have a community of people that can rally around you. Um, and last I would say is everything in life is a choice. We talked about kind of choosing hope and joy and love, and that's certainly the case all through life. You choose the route that you're going to take and you choose the posture or the attitude that you approach anything, whether it's fitness, um, a business venture or any relationship or approaching or going through those difficult circumstances in life. You choose to get through it and you choose how you're going to approach it. Hey, thanks for listening to this special episode. Don't forget to follow me on social media and hey, leave a review. If you like what you heard, give me a good review. And remember, serve others, not as a task, but as a purpose, because that will lead to success.